The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever suffered from that nameless fatigue, achiness, and then brain fog? You can't remember anything. Have you ever had a problem with your memory, not remembering someone's name, and then you got these pains in your joints, in your head, your spine, and a history of immune system problems? If you've ever had memory and a complicated health history, today's your day because we're going to discuss memory, aging, and inflammation. In today's world, it's very common to see people concerned about their memory and aging, but don't realize that they've had problems with inflammation for years and don't realize that that has more to effect their memory and aging than anything. Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to connect the dot between heart, weight, blood sugar, mood, and memory and aging so that you can learn how to have pinpoint memory in wonderful mood, and age gracefully. We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555 within the U.S. and Canada. But remember, unityonlineradio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. You can get the show on your favorite podcast provider as well. As join the live show, like you're doing now, hopefully, or maybe you're not, maybe you're listening to that podcast provider. But if you can call live every Wednesday with a question, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. You know, this is the third of a three-part series on inflammation. One was on pain. One was on mood. And this is on memory. 
there are a variety of ways, risk factors, that can affect our memory and aging. But when you look at the brain of someone who has dementia, Alzheimer's, the three things you see are plaques, you see tangles, and you see inflammation. The same thing you see with someone who has an infection, injury, autoimmune, problems like asthma, heart disease, Crohn's disease, colitis, psoriasis, you see inflammation. How can that be? Used to be that inflammation that we see from lymphocytes, from our white cells, from our immunity in our body, we knew it affected arthritis, psoriasis, rashes, asthma, heart disease, and so on and so on. But we didn't really think that the immune system could go into the brain because there's a barrier, the blood-brain barrier. The blood does not go into the brain. There's a barrier there. However, recently, they realized that there is a kind of an immune cell, like a lymphocyte, that produces inflammation in the brain. It's called the glial cell. And the glial cells are the ones that are responsible for inflammation in our brain. That is associated with aging, degeneration, and memory. These cells produce the same inflammation that our white cells in our body do. When we get pain, injury, arthritis, viruses, and so on and so on. They release this daisy chain of intermediaries, activators, that complements chemokines, cytokines, free radicals that are involved in heart disease, and they influence cellular dropout, cellular death in our brain. However, there are other things that you need to know. So that's why this three-part series, there is a connection between the inflammation of the pain we see, the inflammation we have in psoriasis, the inflammation we have in asthma, colitis, allergies, and so on. And that's why we get these general treatments, antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, because really dementia is like heart disease, is like diabetes, and they tend to collect. The person with diabetes is more likely to dement. It's a risk factor. Inflammation as a whole, any of the inflammation diseases, may increase your chance toward dementia, especially if you have heart disease or diabetes. However, what you don't realize is when you have this daisy chain of inflammation in your body, in your brain as well, it causes these cells to die that make serotonin, dopamine, neurotransmitters. They're important for mood. 
Yes, mood. Serotonin, like what's in 5-HTP, St. John's wort, or Prozac, or Lexapro. Dopamine, that's in ty- that's related to tyrosine. That's related to licorice. That's related to acetyl-L-carnitine or chocolate, phenylethylalanine, but also is related to Wellbutrin. And of course, the epinephrine that comes to us when we exercise, that we feel pumped up. These cells that make these antidepressants, things that help us focus, feel initiative, they die. And also cells in our brain that are affected by alcohol, yes, alcohol, and brain injury, yes, football and all that chronic traumatic encephalopathy, they die too after inflammation. And that's why perhaps depression and injury are independent risk factors for dementia. And we need to treat them aggressively. There's a book called The Brain That Changes Yourself. The Brain That Changes Itself. We can rewire our brain through rerouting around injury. Whether you had post-traumatic stress disorder as a child and you lost cells in your hippocampus, the area for memory, yes, chronic PTSD shrinks the hippocampus, the area for memory. Excess cortisol, stress, makes it harder for you to remember. However, The Brain That Changes Itself, that book shows you through doing a variety of very rigorous exercises that you can work your way around an injury and work your way around aging. doesn't mean that you can't take the neurotransmitters whether it's supplements or medicines that facilitate attention, memory, mood, and so on. Not to mention anti-inflammatory and neuroprotective, like antioxidants, a good diet, dark leafy vegetables, and so on. However, what you need to know is the metaphor for aging is change. Many people think it has to do with memory. We need to remember things. We need to remember things. Actually, before memory is learning new things. In our brain, we have programmed cell loss, where cells are meant to die so that there's space to learn, to lay down pathways. If you don't have programmed cell death, if you don't remove things, you have a clogged, inefficient brain. The thing is, we get older. Every year, we want to buy new things. We want, every summer, we want new flip-flops. We want new new shorts, new dress, new skirt, new blouse, and so on and so on. The thing is, we don't do programmed loss. Every shirt that comes in, we need to let go of one. Every pair of flip-flops that come in, we need to remove some. We don't. 
we don't like that. That's that shirt I've worn when I was blah, 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 blah. I've always liked that type of flip-flop. They haven't made them anymore, so we hold on to them. That's dementia. That is aging. Cells in your brain, like our closets, they're meant to take the trash to the curb. The cells take the trash to the curb, and if the trash is not taken away, vermin, like rats and stuff, inflammation, collect. The cells, plaques and tangles, get deposited outside the cell. If it's not removed by immune cells like glial cells and others, inflammation builds up, cells die, degeneration, and so on and so on. The same thing with our lives. To learn something new, bring it in. You got to let go of something. You got to bring it to the curb so it can be taken away. If you have a hard time with change and letting go, you're going to have trouble learning and memory and gracefully aging. And letting go involves forgiving. Having a new relationship means letting go of the old feelings so you can bring in the new. Letting go of the old flip-flops, the old shoes, the old shirt. So every time a new shoes come in, letting go of the old. You want a new relationship, you have to let go of the old resentment. And so on and so on. Cognitive rigidity, or what we used to call senility, hardening of the arteries, or hardening of the attitude. Cognitive rigidity means that a person can't learn new things or lay down memory, because it's called perseveration. It's a frontal lobe problem. They get stuck on the same thing over and over again. It's called perseveration, and they can't change. That's a form of one form of degenerative disorder, Parkinsonism, Parkinson's disease, which you can get pseudo-dementia with some forms of depression. So think about it. Do you want to grow gracefully? Start to take the trash out to the curb, including your resentment. But with that, one has to acquire spirituality and faith. You say spirituality and faith, I don't get it, I don't understand it. Why? Because as you get older, you'll like get attached to something. You're like, I, I like this pen. I'm going to buy five dozen of these pens because I like this pen. They're going to stop making this pen. I'm going to get upset. The key is you have to trust. That's where trust and faith comes in. That, yeah, they're not going to start making that pen, but they'll make a new one. You have to trust that a new one will come along. The same thing with the shirts. You have to learn new things like technology, like music. If you find yourself saying, oh, this new music is not as good as the old music we used to have, you're sounding demented. It's different. It's like kids who all they want to do is eat chicken strips. So you try to sneak in some broccoli. Nope. Only want chicken strips. Rigidity. Hardening of the attitude. Dementia. Perseveration. These are all problems with aging. Get yourself someone. If you're worried about your memory, get someone to help you 
with a neuropsych eval to measure attention, memory, but also mood, anxiety, because fear prevents us from changing. And that is the number one reason why we won't try new things, learn new things. Remember now, learning, engaging with different people, learning new music, attracting new relationships, this lowers our risk for dementia. It's not just like writing in a journal. Yes, higher education involving going back to school and failing <laughs> and being humiliated, but keeping trying, keeping trying. That's how you keep your memory alive. Using moderate alcohol, anti-inflammatory, dealing with your cholesterol. If you don't want to take a statin, go to an acupuncturist and herbalist. There are herbalist statins called Jiang Ya Ping Pian. Go to an acupuncturist and herbalist. I'm not going to spell it out. Consider anti-inflammatories. Talk to your doctor about an aspirin. Wait, wait, wait. Not like wait, hold, wait a minute. Meaning wait your body. Excess fat is inflammation. Vitamin D. Mind you, excess fat clogs lymph vessels like it clogs arteries. If it clogs lymph vessels, your immune system can't get to an area of your body because that's what lymphatics do. It, your lymph system can't get your immune system to an area to help remove inflammation. Fat clogs pathways. But more than anything, have faith in change and in the future. That is an anti-dementia cure. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about memory, aging, and inflammation. If you want to know more about the solutions to today's show, you want to go to www.drmonalisa.com. Look for information on my latest books. There's going to be a new one coming out, but all is well and heal your mind by with me and Louise Hay. If you want to consider taking a seven-day medical intuition training class, it's once a year. It's in Maine. It is a certificate training program. If you can't get on the line today for a free mini reading, 816-251-3555, consider getting a private one or two-hour reading by going again to www.drmonalisa.com. We will go to line one, Lynn 64. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi. So I've been experiencing this incredible itching on mostly my trunk area um, for about two to three months. And I made the biggest mistake in doing a prednisone taper for 14 days, which just took the edge off, but it came back with a vengeance. And I have no idea what's causing it. I know it's inflammation, but I don't know what the source is. So you had somebody just give you steroids, not knowing what the cause was. Absolutely. Oral steroids or cream? Um, oral, 60 milligrams, tapered dose. So I went 60 for two days, 50 for two days, 40. Uh, the insanity stepped in. It was it was hell on earth. And then of so, course, so you did a I couldn't stop them. You did a medrol pack. Um, no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a regular medrol pack. It was just, you know, five milligram or 10 milligram prednisone. Take six for 
One for two days, take five for two days. Okay. And Lynn, you're 64. I am. First thing I see is you're very intuitive. You're very poor, mm -hmm. very intuitive. You get very yep. easily get keyed in to other people's problems. And you've tried, well, I'm tried. Wait a minute, don't limit, don't say anything. You've tried, 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 tried to block it out, but you can't. <laughs> mm -hmm. I see there's someone in your life that tortures you. It's somebody <laughs> trying to have a new relationship, but you're worried that it won't work. And you're trying to keep your mouth shut. But it makes you feel guilty. You realize they're trying to have a relationship and a third person is interfering. You feel guilty not saying anything. Literally, it's setting you on fire. What is going on? Is that a question? Yes. Um, Do you have children? Hmm. I do. I do. I have a son that, um, I have two sons, but my younger son is the love of, you know, I love him to death, but he's just like me and drives me crazy. You said he, constant, you're about to say he's the young, love of your life. Well, he is. I mean, I love, I love him with all my life, with, you know, with, with my heart and soul. I don't want to minimize how much I love my oldest son as well. No, I understand. But I love him how, how old is the youngest son? 20, just turned 28. Is he in a new relationship or some kind of relationship? He is, um, and I adore her, yes. He's been in it for over about a year and a half, almost two years, and she lives in another country, so she comes and goes um, when she can cross the border. And what, I am- Wait a minute, what country? Just adore her. What country? She's in Canada. Who is the third person? Where does your son live? He lives in an apartment um, with a good with a close friend. Who's the close friend? Uh, just a totally benign um, friend from childhood. They've known each other since they were six months old. The third person might be my older son. Wait a minute. There's a lot of conflict does he live with there. a woman? Does he live with a woman or does he live with a man? He lives with a woman. Notice you wanted to gloss over that. <laughs> oh, well, you know why? Because um, I didn't want to label her. She's um, she's gay. So I didn't want to say, you know, woman, gay. She's gay. Platonic, all of that. But does she, have a, does, she have a part, does she have a partner? She does. She has a wonderful partner in her life. Does your son want to get married? Uh, someday, yes. Yes. He does. Unlike my older son, he does want to get married. He wants to get married. He wants to have a family. Um, but he just is not ready to grow up. There's something about this that you're involved with your kids that oh, makes your blood boil. Why yes, is it heavily. Make you, Why? Um, because they're estranged from each other. 
So oh, everything I, that, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's it. So you're trying to have a relationship with one and the third person interferes, meaning you're in between two ch- sons. Oh, absolutely. Oh, for God's sakes, I get it. I That's yeah. it. Some, some mothers how long say, have, you know. How, wait a minute, wait a minute. How long have you not, how, how long has that been going on? Um, About a year. That's about bad. a year. Yeah. Wait a, I, wait a minute. I look at your head. Say it one more time. I look at your head. I see a problem with pressure in your head. I can't figure out if you, I don't think you realize it. I wonder if you had trouble with stable blood pressure. I look at your neck. I look at your thigh. Wait, don't, totally say, wait, wait, don't say it again. What was it? <laughs> it's totally unstable. That's where I thought the allergy was coming from because they were trying to adjust my blood pressure medication and they put me on a sulfur drug and I'm highly allergic to sulfur. But the itching actually started weeks before it started the new med. So wait a minute. Just yeah. wait. Just don't say anything to the end. Okay. I look at your neck, I look at your thyroid, I look at your heart. I wonder if your heart adds a beat, skips a beat, there's something different about the beating thing. I look at your left lung, hmm. right lung, left breast, right breast. You said you weren't going to say anything. I look Didn't at your Didn't say anything. I know, but you went. Hmm. What's your back? What's your ethnic back? What's your ethnic background? I'm Italian. There you go. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I wonder if you crave carbohydrates, pasta, rice, bread, or sweets. I see abdominal distension. Underneath your rib cage. I wonder if you have food that gets stuck in your stomach and has delayed transit through your small intestine and outward. I wonder if your middle digestive tract has intolerance to fats or oils. I wonder if your liver stores fat and glycogen. I wonder if you have problems in your family as well as you with blood sugar, insulin, Though you'll say no. I look at the joints <laughs> in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I look at your neck, upper back, hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I see something different with your left knee and your ankle. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. I see a narrowing at L4, L4, L5S1. You'll think that you tripped over something and that was the problem with one of these joints. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Other than the rash, <laughs> what other health problems do you have? Oh, we, stay, stay with us. Wait a minute, stay, stay there. We're going to come back. There's the music. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about inflammation, memory, and aging. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. 
Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa. Today's show is dedicated to memory, aging, and inflammation. And we learned that the same inflammation that causes heart problems, that causes pain, that causes immune problems, viruses, also is underlying the problems with memory in our brain and aging. We're going to go back to line one, Lynn. Are you there? Yeah, I am. Okay, listen. What? Beyond the rash mm-hmm. and the hypertension, mm-hmm. how, tall, how tall are you? 5'1". How much do you weigh? Uh, 176. Okay. People know now that by the time, if I say, how tall are you, how much do you weigh, I'm basically saying you have a weight problem. Oh, I know. No, I yeah, know you I, know, I but I'm not supposed to know. I'm... You know what I'm saying. I can't see you. What I'm trying to say is lymph vessels parallel um, arteries. Mm -hmm. And your heart vessels also have lymph vessels. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that arteries get clogged with fat. But they don't realize that lymph vessels get clogged with fat, too. There's a reason why I'm telling you this. And this is the work of Gerald Lamole, who's a wonderful cardiovascular transplant surgeon. We all know that lymphatic vessels, like lymph nodes, provide our body immune cells to remove infection. But if the lymph vessels, like arteries, are clogged with fat, our immune system gets messed up and inflammation gets stuck where it shouldn't be. Which is why rashes occur when a person has heart disease, but also when they have weight problems. Mm-hmm. Western Ch- Chinese medicine notes that when someone has heart disease, they often get rashes because they call it heart fire, blood fire. So it's a sign that you have heat, blood heat, or inflammation there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you can throw steroids on there. It's like throwing a pan of water on some fire on the floor. It's just going to come back up again. Yeah, it was a big mistake. I understand, because it also makes you gain weight, unfortunately. The thing is, your midsection is where most of your body fat are. Mm -hmm. What helps you gain weight is your anxiety, because you're keyed into your children's mishigas. Do you know what I mean by mishigas? Yeah, I do. It's Yiddish for baloney, messed up. Did you get it? Mm-hmm. And I do. I do get it. You've got to practice a mindfulness exercise called observe, describe, allow, and not get in the middle. Because mm-hmm. I can see some problems coming up the bend. Number one, I see the younger child wants to get is going to get want to get married sooner than okay. you think. The oh. second thing is, yeah, you got it. See how smart and quick you are. If he wants to get married, then there's going to be a wa wa wedding. 
And if there's going to be a wedding and the son and the the two sons are not talking to each other, we have a problem. Right. Do you see that? No, absolutely. So yeah. you're going to step out of it. You're going to step out of both kids' lives, and you're going to start to grow. Who do you live with other than who do you live with? Um, my dog and my cat. You're going to start to get a man. I took a deep <laughs> breath before I said that. See how you laughed? Because or a relationship or whatever. You're going to get okay. a relationship because you've got to use up your heart with a love than these two sons. Mm. Yeah, I agree. They become placeholders for a relationship for you. And if your brain and mind and body are kept busy with the social life, you won't intuitively be keyed into the messes over here. So do I cancel my appointment tomorrow with the dermatologist to get all of that crazy uh, allergy testing and just? You can do that. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. I'm gonna tell you right now. I've never known anybody who didn't go to an allergist who didn't. They didn't find something. Mm. Common things are common. Common things are common. Are you still on the anti-hypertensive? Yeah, low dose. It's, they went back to the original one without adding a um, diuretic to it. So I'm just on okay. a low dose. But so, right, but so that means your blood vessel, blood pressure is still not. And that's going to affect your brain. Yeah, it's creeping back up. Right, and that's going to affect your brain and your memory and your aging. How is your blood sugar? Blood sugars, so I went through all the things you talked about. Blood sugars have always been perfectly normal. I know but they're got, not going to be because you have your almost 60 pounds overweight so by definition i know i've actually been hypoglycemic i know so that means that over time you're going to be hype you're going to have diabetes because people because you have problems with regulation of blood sugar okay i want you to understand that by virtue of your size your height Mm -hmm. try to lose weight Mm -hmm. try and intuitive distractiveness, I want you to go to a bariatric center and ask them what they suggest. I'm serious. I'm really, okay. really serious. And then All right. I want you to work with someone who knows mindfulness and cognitive behavioral therapy to help you forgive the last person that disappointed you, the relationship. So that you can move on socially with a bunch of other girls to go on the prowl. <laughs> the way of saying it. Do you understand what I'm saying? You need mm-hmm. to move forward with your life mm-hmm. so that your heartache won't be about your sons. Okay. But this is blood stasis. And that's not good. Chinese medicine, okay. they call it stagnated sheep blood fire. Go to an acupuncturist okay. and herbalist and have them treat you. They'll look at the the rationale or what it is. But go to the dermatologist. I see a naturopath. And, um, That's not an acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist. Okay. They have 
they have one class in herbs. One class in herbs okay. does not a Chinese acupuncturist and herbalist make. Okay. That's like saying I had a rotation in surgery, but if you had a gallbladder problem, you wouldn't come to me. <laughs> Ridiculous. Do you understand? So you don't think my naturopath can help me? I didn't. Did, did I? Did you hear me say that? Because then you have to see an audiologist for your hearing. I didn't say that. <laughs> no, you said I see a Chinese I said okay. They have a rotation in herbs, but Chinese yeah. acupuncture and herbalists—they are a doctor of it. Okay. You get it? Got it. I get you it. Got it. For example, I've studied acupuncture and Chinese herbs since 1982. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't tell you what to take. Right. Do you understand? They need to take I your do. pulses, look at your tongues. The naturopath doesn't do that. Do they know how to look at your pulses? She does do pulses and tongue, yeah. She's, does she have a doctor of acupuncture medicine? No. No. No, she doesn't. You understand? No. I know how to look at I the do. pulses and tongues, but I don't do it. Because mm-hmm. I, I just, if you want need surgery, you should go with a person who has knives. And, as a res- and did a fellowship on it. Just go to the specialist. Can I ask you one other question? Yes. So I've got, to go I've ahead. got a strong history of arthritis, so I've had both my hips replaced in the last three you years. You can't talk about that until you lose weight. I knew that. I knew there was a problem with your hips and lower back. You can't do that yeah. until you lose weight, which is why I want you to go to a bariatric place. For every okay. 10 pounds you're overweight, it puts 40 pounds of gravity on the um on the um on the joint. I mm-hmm. knew that was going to come up. Good luck. You take it easy. We will go to Thanks line. Thank you so much for listening. I would go to line 40, uh, line 45, line, there's 45 lines. Line two, Angela, 45. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. Um, my Hi, name is Angela. I'm okay. Thank you. How um, can I be of help? Well, I'm going to kind of hone it down to one aspect because I have severe chronic illness and many issues. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm going to go with like my mental health, like disassociation, anxiety, OCD, ADHD, and PTSD and depression. That's that type of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I have about 60 symptoms or something. No, wait a, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. give a person a whole bunch of diagnoses. You take all of these details, you tend to narrow it down to a gestalt, an overarching theme. Are you following me? Like it's all possibly connected to one thing, a theme? Yes. For example, although I have all this sundry, looks like you know I've been run over by a truck, a car, my spine has had all these surgeries, my life can be distilled to scoliosis and epilepsy scoliosis and epilepsy even the breast cancer can be stuck in there because all the radiation i have from all the back surgeries irradiated my breasts and increased my chance toward getting breast cancer so even that it's all can be distilled i could tell you for years how many health issues i've had but it all gets down to 
scoliosis, and epilepsy. For you, yeah. it all gets distilled to, I saw somebody in a family, families are supposed to make you feel safe and secure, yours didn't. It was invalidating. Absolutely. Invalidating yeah. families are very destabilizing to someone's mood and their immune system. You said this happened, they said no. You said this happened, they said no. I see that everybody listened to this person on the top of the family who had power. They didn't listen to you. That's for crazy making. That caused you to have this problem with what's reality. It also made you feel that you didn't have a network of family. You felt like the black sheep, the odd man out. Who was the person in the family? Uh, my mom. And what were you telling her that nobody believed? Um, I could... My mom didn't really validate or... One thing. Or believe one, one thing. thing. Oh, it was my abuse from my uncle, my sexual abuse. Okay, perfect. Did you get that? One thing. Yeah. So Marsha Linehan talks about people who are brought up in invalidating environments. Where you say, I see there's a purple cat over there. And they go, there's no purple cat over there. But there's a purple cat over there. It's for crazy making. It makes that person feel they're losing their mind. Invalidating people cause a person to have shifts in mood, feel abandoned, feel like the black sheep in the family, and it also causes chronic cortisol release in their brain for problems with focus, attention, anxiety, and also being, for the rest of their life, keyed in to try to get love from the person who abused them. So even though your mother abused you, you may be unwittingly attracted to people just like her. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes, I've attracted many of those people. And so then it recreates the abuse Part of you wants to leave, part of you wants to stay. This is the dissociation. Mm-hmm. We all develop ways to um, to calm our anxiety, to master it. Some people might clean the kitchen. Some people might clean it a lot. Some people might clean it more. More, more obsessive-compulsive disorder. Sometimes that may be genetically predisposed. Sometimes that may be predisposed by strep infection early in life, the so-called pandas, and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. Suffice it to say, then, after being in one relationship after another that reenacts your mother, it creates rug burns of cortisol in your brain and body 
It affects your serotonin. It changes your pain threshold. So it increases your chance toward pain in a variety of areas in your body. I have fibromyalgia. Right. Do you get it? Yep. Which would then be affected by both GABA, related to anxiety, but also related to pain threshold, and serotonin, but also body image, weight, self-image. And then finally, last but not least, your mother's temper, her control, and its influence in cortisol in your brain may change your mood circuits and your frontal lobe circuits for a capacity to temper your emotion. You may at times say nothing when someone upsets you, say nothing, say nothing. You get emotional constipation and then you get diarrhea. <laughs> you won't stop it. You say nothing and then you'll, you can't not say it. You'll say the wrong thing to the wrong person at the wrong time with the wrong amount of intensity. Mm-hmm. And then you might get fired because you don't say anything. And then you say it all. And then because of the trauma and its influences in your brain, your limbic system and your frontal lobe, we see this on PET scans. It changes how you express your emotions and even on your face. You hold them in, hold them in, hold them in, and then they explode. The so-called frontal executive function. Suffice it to say, I did say at the beginning of this program about a book called The Brain That Changes Itself. It is possible to rewire one's brain and one's body for pain threshold, but also emotional pain. The most people with the most traumatic histories have been given the the best gifts. You can't get rid of the memory without keeping the gifts. So you got wisdom as a result of your trauma. The people who were in the concentration camps, Weasel, the guy that wrote all those books, was given such amazing wisdom. And you have somewhere absorbed wisdom from this, albeit all this pain, emotional and physical. You can learn how to The brain that changes itself. Age and progress and develop better. You want to consider talking to your doctor or practitioner about DHA. It can help with not just inflammation as a result of PTSD, but also can help with mood control and can also help with pain. But stuff that you put in your mouth will only work if you also help use something like DBT or some kind of training program. It's a class. It's not therapy. 
It's a class. Do you understand? Um, yes, the DHA, do you mean like omega, omega-3? No, DHA. Omega-3 is before DHA because there is an enzyme called delta-6 desaturase that if people are stressed or have a certain kind of brain, they lack mm -hmm. that enzyme working as well. So they have trouble converting omega-3s to, um, to DHA. So I don't okay. take omega-3, I take DHA. But once again... It's not about what you just put in your mouth. It's what your body puts, does. Medicines won't work unless you train your brain and body. Do you understand? Yes. It's extremely important. So, for example, you can eat a high-protein, balanced carbohydrate diet but then you have to train your brain, which will take those proteins and lay down pathways for learning to help regulate emotion and mood from your limbic system and help alter how you restrain yourself or how to express yourself effectively in the world. Are you following me? Yes. Then you have to consider working with someone on whether or not you should take serotonin because serotonin will also help with regulating your mood but regulating pain threshold in your body. Are you following me? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm, you, I'm, about, I'm going to be seeing a psychiatrist soon for that, um, for, for medication, for serotonin, and then for ADHD. But, 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 but. The pain you have in your body for fibromyalgia is regulated in part by serotonin. Yes, some, people I have take, heard. some people take minute amounts of nortriptyline or they take Cymbalta or they take, oh, I don't know, SAMe or a variety of other things. Only you and your doctor can find out what is good for you. Do you okay. get it? Yes. So that distills, but if you focus on all the details, you were looking at a forest and counting and looking at each tree. You miss the point. Do you understand? How old yeah. are you again? I'm 45. The fact remains is you're still here. You've made yeah. it. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Do you understand you sound about as thrilled? Is I don't hard. know what. I feel like I'm running up a hill always. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Yeah. I understand. Or I don't understand. But I can tell you that some of the best things in life are those that one works for. And it's true that the simplest things in life are free. However. Yeah. I've just been working really hard. <laughs> do you not oh, savor those moments of serenity when you have them? 
Don't you hold on to them? Do you mean like surrendering and trusting no, numbers? No. One, when you, I had a lot of spinal issues. And every once in a while, I realize, oh my God, I feel some relief. And I sit there and savor it like a popsicle on a hot summer day. Yes. Those you, moments come when I, not necessarily because of the physical stuff, but when I, I'm able to be distracted by my daughter. No, no. I won't want you to do it during distraction. I want you to note tiny moments of relief. Okay. And notice as those moments get bigger and bigger, because that's what they call, believe it or not, gratitude. Gratitude helps release, release opiates that actually elevate your mood, reduce your pain. And that's a way of learning. Because one can note and increase one's pain spiral by attending to it. There's a whole psychology of pain, but that one can learn pain, but one can also learn relief. Do you get it? I, yes, I will. Have you that. ever heard of DBT? I have heard of DBT, yes. I, I don't know. I've been in therapy for most of my this life. Is, I know, but sure this is therapy. Were. This is a class. Um, no, I haven't done a DBT class. I'm actually considering doing it, something called Radically Open DBT, a group. No, I, I want you to consider a, tradition, consider a traditional one. Good luck. I want to thank you for thank welcoming you. your t- listening. To, you've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.